0: The theme of the Democratic National Convention this year is uniting America. Now, you need to be very careful to understand exactly what the Democrats mean when they talk about uniting America. When radical leftists talk about unity, it scares me. The first and most important goal of uniting America, apparently, is to get rid of President Trump. Nothing wrong with that. Both parties want to get rid of the person running for president on the other side. That's as American as apple pie, as the saying goes. But you need to understand the reasons they want to get rid of President Trump. Yes, they hate him because he insults them personally, and they don't like that. And we all know there are a lot of people on both sides of the aisle who agree with that. They want politics to be nice and civil, where quiet voices are heard from both parties, where they all get along for the most part, and where they can agree to sell us down the river behind closed doors and then go out for a drink afterwards. My view on the subject is that when they're civil, they don't get anything done. And when they're calling each other names, they still aren't getting anything done. So what's the difference? At least when they're calling each other names, it's entertaining and sometimes funny. And think about it. Sometimes the insults bring out the truth. And I like that too. When you come up with a good insult, a really good one, it can bring out the truth in a way that makes people pay attention. I can think of a lot of politicians, Republicans and Democrats, who need to be insulted. Maybe if enough people insulted them, they'd at least try to get something done. So, They want to get everyone united to get rid of President Trump. That in itself is really telling. Do they believe that their candidates are that weak, so weak that voters will not unite behind them and their plans to make America a better place, and will only unite because they hate President Trump? Even if it's true that they're actually doing it because they hate the president, I don't think it's a very good idea to actually admit it. Folks, our candidates are just awful. We know it, and you know it. But they're a lot better than that loud guy with the orange hair. So please, help us get rid of him. We don't like him because he insults us, and we need to get him out of the White House. Why can't you guys nominate someone like Mittens Romney or John Kasich? They're really nice guys, and no matter what we say about them, they'll always turn the other cheek. We like that, and we hate people who fight back and call us names. A lot of people are starting to call us names now, and our feelings are hurt. Republicans used to like being punching bags. They never fought back, except for Ronald Reagan, and we've been trying to ruin his legacy since he left office, even though we can't seem to get many people to agree with us. But we hate President Trump, more than any Republican ever. What if other Republicans start speaking up? What if they fight back? We can't have that. He needs to go so Republicans think it's bad to speak their minds and fight back and call us names. So they'll go back to taking punches and pretending that they're above it all and looking like complete idiots because real people feel sorry for punching bags and they don't vote for them. On the first night of the Democratic Unity Convention, I didn't see much of anything that was unifying, except, of course, the the hate coming from the speakers. Michelle Obama gave a speech that's being praised by everyone on the left, of course. They're ecstatic about her and so sad at the same time because she's not running for president instead of Joe Biden. I have to give her credit. She spoke eloquently and forcefully. But in the end, it was still hatefully filled with lies and misrepresentations. But all Democrats care about is that the words be delivered without goofs and stumbles. And if you can do that, you are brilliant. Forget about the fact that words are meaningless when backed up by failure and incompetence, something Michelle forgot to mention when talking about the Obama-Biden administration. And for a party that will blindly follow anyone who speaks well, follow even into the terrible darkness of totalitarian socialism, how can you explain their nomination of Joe Biden? Oh, right. He's their transition candidate. He can mumble and stumble his way into the White House because Kamala Harris and AOC and Bernie Sanders will actually be running things from behind the curtain. Have you noticed... The ability to speak is so important to Democrats. They just love to follow leaders who can talk a good game and do it in a way that's so inspirational. And results, they just don't matter. Not at all. When you compare the results of the Trump administration against the Obama regime, it isn't even close. But by now, we all know that for Democrats, results are inconsequential. They're trivial, when compared with the inspirational high they get when listening to a total failure like Barack Obama. They just want to feel good. They don't really want to solve problems that would actually help people. Why would they do that? If you actually solve problems, the people might not need you anymore, and that would be terrible. You might lose power, and power is good. Speeches are good. Solutions are bad. Did you hear any solutions during the first two nights of their convention? You didn't, did you? Maybe tonight you'll hear one, or tomorrow. But more likely, you won't. The left hasn't got any solutions. They're united against the president, though. Give them credit for that. They really hate it when someone shows the world that capitalism works. And before the coronavirus came along, everyone was seeing it firsthand. And they were happy. That's bad. Very bad. And then Bill Clinton told everyone that President Trump has mishandled the coronavirus crisis. Everyone knew he'd say that. But did you notice how frail and weak he looked? It was actually sad to watch his speech. He isn't that old. Something has really aged him beyond his years. I wonder, if Hillary had won in 2016, would we all look and sound like Bill now? John Kerry spoke, and as usual, he was extremely boring. Whenever that man talks, it seems like hours are going by, and then you look at the time, and he's only been talking for a few minutes. AOC gave a very short speech, too. A warm-up, really. She knows that in years to come, she'll be the voice of her party. Maybe sooner than anyone thinks. Because Joe Biden won't really be president if he wins the election, will he? Everyone is so sure that she'll be running for president when she's old enough, as if it's a given. Yet they say their party isn't socialist. Of course they aren't. They're positive they're going to nominate a socialist in the near future, but they're not socialist. They're moderates. Jill Biden, she gave a decent speech. She talked a lot about Joe and how understanding he is. I've always thought that having an understanding president is far more important than having a competent one. And Joe Biden, he has empathy. All during the convention, you kept hearing that word, empathy. And if Joe Biden wins, you'll hear it after he takes office. Empathy, empathy, empathy. I feel your pain. The policies I've put into place have really hurt you. And I really feel terrible for you. I really do. That's what we like to call empathy. Well, maybe I don't feel so bad. I knew my policies would hurt you, but I had to make deals with powerful interest groups like the Green Lobby, and don't forget the Socialists and the Commies, too. You understand, don't you? I really needed them. I needed them actually more than I needed you. I was pretty sure that you'd be gullible enough to vote for me no matter what I did. Democratic voters are good at that. As long as we tell them how smart they are, they keep voting for us. Bill Clinton says you'll believe anything. He still thinks he can beat the Jeffrey Epstein thing. He says you'll believe his story no matter how unbelievable it is. And he says the press will help with the cover-up too. But he says with Hillary it might be a little different. He says that she might start throwing things at him, like she always does when she finds out things he does with women. And he says she still has a pretty good arm for someone her age, too. But he says he can still duck pretty well, too. Come on, man. You voters have no one to blame but yourselves, you know. It's not my fault that you fell for all of that empathy BS again. You do it every time because you're really dumb. So I really do feel terrible, but I'll keep taking advantage of you until you smarten up. But I don't think that'll ever happen. And I really, really like that about you. As that great philosopher Forrest Gump once said, stupid is as stupid does. And you stupid people keep voting for far-left radicals because you really believe they aren't as radical as they tell you they are. And I want to thank you once again for being so stupid. It does scare me, though, all this talk about unity. When people on the left start talking about unity and at the same time they don't like it when anyone disagrees with them so they start shutting down free speech, something bad usually happens. Like a far-left authoritarian dictatorship. Like Cuba. How the Democrats love their leftist strongmen. Now, I can't ever see Joe Biden as a strong leader. Or a leader at all, actually. He doesn't seem to have the leadership gene. But as a transition candidate, he could give us the push we need to put America on a path to socialism. And then Kamala, or AOC, or either one of the Obamas, could become leader for life. I'd just like to hear one honest convention speech that would tell people what's really going to happen if Joe Biden is elected in November. Look, we all know we aren't kidding anybody about Joe Biden. He is, how should I put it, past his prime, past his use-by date. But we don't care. It doesn't take a genius to figure this out. It really doesn't. Joe Biden is the only Democrat with even a small chance to beat President Trump right now. And because we all hate the president enormously, we're going to run him no matter what. Maybe he is senile, and maybe he isn't. We just don't care. But if Trump gets elected for another four years, people might actually decide that they like capitalism and freedom. And they might want more of it. No, that just can't happen. We don't want a future without a leader like AOC or someone else leading our glorious socialist revolution. We must defeat the president now or it might never happen. If Joe Biden gets elected, they believe they're on their way to a new America a socially just future, and empathy, and unity, too. Lots of unity. And they'll get their unity the way all radical leftists get it, by shutting down anyone who disagrees with them. Harry, what are you doing here? Didn't you have one of those hate-has-no-home-here signs on, on your front lawn? It's still there? It is? How can you keep that sign up, Harry, and be working here at this re-education camp as a guard? Oh, I'm supposed to call you a unifier now. Isn't a unifier the same thing as a guard, Harry? Okay, I'll call you whatever you want. Just don't hit me again. But that doesn't sound right, Harry. Unifiers beat people, and they abuse them. Isn't that hate, Harry? Oh, it is hate, but it's good hate? I'm not sure I get that, Harry, but you have the gun and the whip, so I guess you get to make the rules. Sure, I won't cause any problems. I'll obey the rules. What? You want me to swear allegiance to our great leader, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? And if I do, I might get out of here? I know she took over when President Biden went into that home, Harry. Yes, I I watched the speech where he said he was Doris Day and came from Mars. Of course. I know he had to be put away for his own good. But I just don't think I can swear allegiance to dear leader AOC. No, I just can't do it. This is America, Harry. We don't have dictators. At least we're not supposed to. I believe in freedom and the Constitution, Harry. What are you doing? Please, don't hit me with that whip again, okay? Okay, all right. I swear allegiance, Harry. I swear it. Just don't hit me again. So... When Joe Biden gives his acceptance speech, listen carefully and try to figure out if he's talking or if it's really AOC or Bernie really doing the talking and Joe is just moving his mouth. Maybe he doesn't believe all of the socialist ideas he seems to be supporting these days and he's just a political prisoner who has to say these crazy things just to get elected, just so he can sit in the Oval Office, a place that He says he's dreamed about for his entire life. He can't let the dream go, so he'll say or do anything to make the dream come true. Maybe when the camera is turned on and he's ready to give what every Democrat hopes and prays will be a coherent acceptance speech, maybe somehow he'll send us all a message. A message that'll let us know that he doesn't believe all that radical BS that he's been saying and he really does believe in the Constitution. I'm betting that he'll dye his hair orange just before he gives his acceptance speech, and that will be the message. I can't wait. Joe Biden with orange hair. Not likely, you say? A crazy idea, you think? Well, it's just as crazy as thinking that he's actually capable of being president. At least give me that.